Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How's it going, brother? Good. How about you, Jeremy? Oh, just living the dream, you know. Just an average week of living the dream. Nothing too exciting happening. Yeah, I'm living uh, the dream, but I think Wes Craven is writing them, so. I don't know who that is. A horror movie maker. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived a sheltered life, Todd. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, Steph and I went, uh, we've been trying to go on a lot more dates lately, and it's been fantastic. Like before, we might go out on a date like every three months, like if that end. And so now our goal is like at least once a week. And even if it's just go for breakfast, you know, like, hey, let's just go for a quick breakfast somewhere. And uh, it's been fantastic. This last week we went out three, I think we had three times. And one of them was this, uh, we booked it, I don't know, about a month and a half ago. Because they, uh, they just book up unless you want to eat at like nine o'clock at night or something. And we had these reservations for like a month and a half. This place called Chairman's. Oh my goodness. It was incredible. It's like a prime rib house. Very, it, it was expensive. But it was, I would say it, it could very well be the best dining experience I've ever had in my entire life. Like there's a there's a dress code, not super formal, but you're not allowed to wear jeans. You're not allowed to wear a t-shirt. Uh, men have to have a button shirt. And uh, like the wait staff are all in. They've got the tuxedo vests that are white and um, like the manager has a really nice suit. The assistant managers there had a really nice suit. And often I find when you go into a really, really nice restaurant, all the hostess girls are absolute snobs. Like if you if we go to like a nicer place where you're going to spend 30, 40 bucks a plate in Calgary, it seems everywhere you go, they just get the nastiest cows that are like 25 years old. And they're just, just to say plainly, they're bitches. And they act like it. And this place, there's four girls when we walk in. I was like, oh, great. Here goes. Super friendly, super nice. Like, actually just genuinely friendly. You know, like, how are you guys doing today? Are you guys celebrating? And, man, it was it was probably the best dining experience I've ever had in my life. It was phenomenal. That was a highlight of my week. For sure. But how about you? What did you do this week? You know, it, it's been a frustrating kind of journey <clears throat> trying to get this new tractor ordered. Um, my wife's kind of irritated right now because I haven't just like gone someplace else. Mm. But <sighs> yeah. Well, see, the model of tractor that I'm buying for one. These are the things that are going through my mind just to kind of temper me a little bit. The model of tractor I'm buying isn't as popular in this part of the country as it would be, I don't know, say up in your the neck of the woods. Okay. Because it's used a lot for uh, snow removal. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Like for businesses that have... You know, people that have a snow removal business to go clean parking lots and stuff, mm -hmm. a lot of that. 
because one of the one of the uh, selling points of this tractor is there are four, and not your. When I say it, they have four legit quick disconnect large implements for the front of the tractor, I don't mean just like they're. Oh, you know they're the they have the skid steer quick. That's not what I mean. Mm. literally you drive into it and it connects your electric, your hydro and the actual attachment. Oh, well automatically. That's and there's cool. a snowblower, a, uh, flail mower and some other mess. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the other ones are, but, uh, yeah, they're a high end, like they call it a luxury cab as a tractor. Come on. How luxury can yeah. it be? It's just higher in more comfortable for a long period. You know, if you're going to be in it all day and most of the night, you know, shoveling snow, you want, you know, to be comfortable yeah, and warm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> and it's one of the only tractors of its size and, uh, power range that has you can get front hydro or PTO mid PTO or you know obviously it has rear PTO but mm-hmm. anyway so it has a lot of there's a lot of you know different kinds of uh, ways you can configure this mm-hmm. and you would think that a dealer because a large number of options you get on equipment, ag equipment or construction equipment are dealer installed mm-hmm. because your manufacturer is just throwing out uh, a set set of uh, basic functions, basic things, right? Mm-hmm. because that's where, you know, almost every tractor is going to come with this. So that's what we're going to make as the manufacturer. Anyway, um, you would think that a dealership would know how to do things. But no. I mean, something as simple as it has one of the options you can get for this tractor is you know, on a skid steer, mostly nowadays, they all come with, uh, they all have quick disconnect, but they're hydraulic from in the cab, mm-hmm. have two little cylinders. Yeah. This tractor can come with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, they cannot figure out how to make it work. Oh, yeah. We can get the kit for it, but we don't know how that would work because you also have a grapple and that takes a third function, front hydraulics. Hmm. Like, Really? That's that's amazing because, you know, when I first talked to you about this, I said, I know a guy, right, that has this exact tractor that I want. And he has all of the features I want. That's why Mm -hmm. I decided on this tractor because he has one, right? Mm -hmm. And a dealer in Tennessee installed all that mess. And I'm just thinking to myself, why don't you just fire this guy and go to that dealer? But. Hmm. He's not local, local. Hmm, that's a pain, hey? Uh, I just want to shake people. <laughs> I 
every time I hear that shake people. I remember when Steph and I were going for prenatal classes oh, before yeah. you had first time, which I, which I, my advice to anyone out there is do not do that. I wasn't afraid and, and scared until afterwards. And then when I went through it, it wasn't nearly as bad as they made it out to be. But anyways, this health unit is kind of like a clinic that we went to in the evenings, us and I don't know, like eight or nine other couples, this group thing. And there's all these signs It's and they're all native people. And uh, it says it, it takes a man not to shake a baby. <laughs> and it's got this, this native father with a brand new baby and they're smiling at the camera and I thought, is that a problem? I don't know. Like it takes a man not to shake a baby. <laughs> Like, what a stupid thing. Well, and that's where I got it from. Um, When I first learned about shaking shaking baby syndrome, Mm -hmm. the only, the only, uh, I've been to three autopsies. The only baby one I've been to was murdered via shaking baby syndrome. Yeah, yuck. And ever since then, I've shaken adult syndrome, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because if you do that to a baby... You literally need to be, no, oh, yeah, ragdolled by a excavator or something, you know. Yeah, Just, I agree. Argh. I agree. I and to call. I will be the first one, the very first one to admit, a child of any age can be the most infuriating thing on earth. No, I get it, but so can a Ford, you know. But you don't shake that. Yeah. Um, you just deal with it. If you get too mad, you walk away. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, you gotta have I, some I, brains, you know. The common, the most common of common sense says, if I shake this little fragile thing, you know. Yeah, I think that. But but anybody to get to that point of frustration. You see, like I've had four kids, and so I I know they can be frustrating. But I have never ever even been close to the point where I'm just like, ah, just where I feel like I don't know. That's it, like if if I get frustrated, I, I'm always like, okay, listen up. Here's the deal. I'm the adult. You're the child. This is how it is. It's done. Like I I I don't know. I I don't get frustrated often with kids. Like even when babies weren't sleeping at night, it's kind of like, oh my word. And it's like, okay. You're not, you know, you've just eaten, I checked your diaper, and you're just screaming. Well, that's fine. You can scream yourself to sleep. Like, and I don't know. Uh, when I think about people that get so angry with a baby to the point where they want to, like, shake it, man, there's something, there's something really wrong in their mind. Like, because I've never been even close to that level of frustration. And I've had four kids. And I just, I don't fathom it. I don't, I don't comprehend it, but I fully agree. If any, if you shake a baby and you kill that baby, you're going to go out into a field and we're going to play with excavators with you. And maybe we'll play like dismember the guy one arm at a time with an excavator bucket. That's what should happen. You know, build a giant slingshot and uh, just do horrible things. Start running them over to, uh, steamroller from the feet yeah, at yeah. like one <laughs> half inch per hour yeah exactly agreed you know speaking of like uh, baby stuff i asked uh, i had one commenter i ended up finally it was a dialogue between him and i 
And I finally asked him if he was dropped as a baby because <laughs> he's so stupid. Oh, it's driving me nuts. We had uh, so so it was on that video. I had the fake Damascus, uh, those knives that I tried sharpening, and it's comment. He's like, these knives are very high quality. They're made of a powdered steel Damascus, which yes is not the traditional way, but they make exceptional knives and blah 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 blah. And yes, the tangs are welded on afterwards. And so I said to him, I said, you're an absolute. I said, the only way to tell the actual quality of these knives is to have them in your hand. And I said, these knives were not sharpenable, could not get an edge in any way, shape or form. I said, they are not powdered steel Damascus. These knives are absolute garbage. And then he's like, oh, I was just saying that that is a way that you can make a knife. I said, no, you specifically said that these knives, the two that I showed on my video, were of high quality. And I said, you are lying. You're speaking in absolute ignorance. But first he had a whole bunch of spelling mistakes. And I, I just quoted all his spelling mistakes to him. And I said, sometimes spelling's hard, isn't it? And then I said, but even more than that, sometimes it's hard just to realize that without something in your hand, you can't actually speak to it. And then I went on and said how these knives are terrible. And he goes, oh, I, excuse my spelling. How about we start talking in Dutch and see how you do and all this. I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm dealing with a Dutch person. That's even better. Ugh. But he went on and on. And, and he's like, I wasn't saying these knives. I was saying you can have some knives that are like that. I said, your comment was that these knives are high quality. And there's only two knives in this video. And there's no other knives mentioned in this video. How on earth could you say anything other than that, you know? And finally, I said, you know what? I said, I suggest you stick to watching only like Dutch videos. I said, because you are, you don't make any sense. You're going back on your arguments. I said, were you by chance dropped as a child? And I said, anyways, I've had enough of your nonsense. And then I blocked them. But uh, talk about shaking babies made me think about what I replied to this guy. Oh, what a clown donkey he was. Plum drive me nuts. And I've never heard of powdered steel Damascus, have you? Like, actually, you can make a mono steel with, well, like they use the powder to make the steel and then combine it, but you can't get forged patterns like that, I don't think. Only The only way I could think about it is if you had, you know, like on uh, that stupid TV show where you take a little square blank of mild steel or square tube of mild steel and you put in, I don't oh, know, yeah, some like nickel or razor blades or whatever. That's true. And then you yeah. put powdered steel in there. But yeah. it's not really Damascus, is it? Well, and then what, it, what really a, what really is Damascus? Some people get to the point where they say, you know, the only real Damascus comes from Damascus. Like well, I've literally had that. people. That's stupid. But, yeah. Because yeah. Woot Steel was the original. Yeah, the OG. So... You know, that's like saying French fries are only French fries if they're in France, and they didn't even invent them. You know? That's right. Oh, it's only Damascus if it's made in Damascus. I know. Oh, you're so only stupid. stupid when you're at home, huh? No, no, you're stupid everywhere. Yeah, you're only stupid when you're breathing. Don't worry, it's okay. As soon as you stop, you'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's... We'll let you go when you quit kicking. Yeah. We'll take the pillow <laughs> off your face. That's right. <laughs> we got a pretty pretty surly episode going so far, Todd. <laughs> well, I mean, it's only, it's only violent if it's not stupid people you're doing it to. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if it's stupid people that you're taking out of the world, then it's what's what we call um, 
an inoculation for society. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. Yeah. And like a lot of other things here in the last three or four years, we're not even going to ask. We're going to make you take this inoculation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Instead of a mask, it's going to be, I don't know, a pillow over your face. Yeah, or a mask laced with chloroform, chloroform drip. Oh, to God. Um, I saw the funniest, one of the funniest uh, of the week uh, memes was, you know how everything's pumpkin spice now? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just disgusting. But they had pumpkin spice chloroform. It was hilarious. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Oh, man. Also, I was doing some major... I I put the extension rails on my my X-Tool, my laser, and uh, it's pretty cool. Now I can cut... I don't know. It's almost like three feet long. But... um, Isaiah wants to build a, a guitar pedal board. Um, like he plays on their, he's on their church worship teams on some of them. And uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive actually. Um, and so I don't know, I think he's got like seven or eight pedals that he usually uses at a time. And so we're building just a pedal board. And so kind of laser cut some slots, like almost halfway. It's like a 12... 12 inches by 24 inches, like a rectangle. And it kind of sits at a slight angle, maybe like a 20 degree angle or something. And then we cut some slots so that his cables could go underneath it. And then, you know, that way you don't see it all. And then the idea is you Velcro all your pedals to it. And that way you've got everything ran, all the cable management's underneath and you just plug it in, you know, you're not carrying these individual pedals and stuff like that. But I threw this laser outside and I did a, a cut job. I, I kind of went way too heavy because I still I still have a hard time dialing in the settings, and the settings that are that come with their X Tool Creative Space, they're very generic. It's like three millimeter basswood, three millimeter walnut, or eight millimeter basswood. As I go, like, okay, give me something in between there. Um, I think if I were to use Lightburn, if I if I kind of get familiar with that, then you have a lot more options. You can control you know exactly the and you can with this one as well but i don't know i I still need to learn the laser it's funny because i've been i've been messing with it for a couple months um and there's still so much i don't know but i haven't done a lot of cutting just because it makes so much smoke but i was doing this big cutting job and so i moved the whole thing outside and this one cut that i did to cut pieces out for this thing was over two hours of straight cutting and it was flawless like it handled it no problem I literally left it sitting outside in the sun with my laptop I'm like here goes nothing if it starts on fire whatever at least there's nothing around that'll burn but I was impressed I didn't know for sure if it had it in it you know you can sometimes you kind of think these Chinese things oh yeah they're neat if you're going to make like a little little Christmas ornament size cutout out of three millimeter bass or something like that but it was actually pretty impressive and then I did some signs for Steph and stuff like that. So I'm, uh, I picked a plywood to build an enclosure for this thing. And because um, I did this one sign for Steph is like a kind of like a scene. I, I cut a 12 inch circle out of plywood. She's like, can I get a 12 inch circle? And so I was going to, you know, cut a little square and then trace it and then take it over to my bandsaw. And I thought, you know what? I got to start using this laser. <laughs> I thought this is silly. And so I just... Boom, circle, cut it out, worked like a champ. Um, 
but then I cut out this this little silhouette scene of the manger that's going on top of it, and that was probably like a ten minute cut. And man, the shop was so full of smoke. And I opened the doors, and when you stood outside, it just looked like a looked like someone exhaling smoke from their mouth from a cigarette coming out of the shop. <laughs> it just comes straight up. I opened one door at each end, and the wind blew through there. It was hilarious. I was like, man, this is not good. So I went out the next day and picked up wood to build an enclosure, and I just got to figure out how I'm going to vent it outside. But those things are cool, man. Pretty cool. But I just wish, I wish I was better at the design side. Like, ah, man. I, I drew these guitar pedal up in Adobe Illustrator, and man, you, you kind of figure it out, but, ah, oh man. I just wish I wasn't so clunky with it all, you know? Oh, I know. The old Digifab. Do you, do, do you have a 3D printer? No. I can't decide. I, I've been... Now, this is just... Shows you how crazy I am, uh, literally. Um, what, five, six years now, I've been wanting one mm -hmm. and can't decide which one to buy. Yeah. And I'll tell you, my hang-up right now is I don't understand the different kinds of... Um, printing medium, the, the mm -hmm. plastics. Mm -hmm. And I'm not interested enough to try to take the time and learn yeah, yeah. about plastic. But anyway, because I've been kind of hoping that there would be a, a large leap in the printing media kind of technology. Mm -hmm. So where it's not... Um, You know, just like, uh, it's not plastic because I, I I fully I get and I see that there's some of those plastics that you print with that are incredibly strong and durable. Mm -hmm. There are some that are pliable, you know, that you can make squishy things out of. It, mm -hmm. I'm like, but I, you know, eh, mm -hmm. but I want one. Yeah, me too. Um. Yeah, like, like so. I was, when I put on this extension rail kit, um, because it's like a almost three foot, like your cables have to be able to travel that whole distance, right? And what what X Tool gives you, they give you zip ties, and there's holes along the bottom of the one rail, and so you kind of zip tie it halfway, and then it kind of comes up from around back, and it's it's essentially just like a bundle of cables with a woven loom around it. And it's fine, but it's kind of, you know, kind of moves along and I had safety glasses sitting on the workbench and it just knocked them onto the ground. It, it's just not ideal. And so I was looking up some stuff on YouTube about enclosures and then a lot of folks put this entire cable, there's a whole bunch of cables that go from the motherboard to the various things on the gantry. And then it splits off and it's just like, you know, like a really small vehicle wiring harness. And a lot of guys use that drag chain. Have you seen that stuff? I know it's kind of, but... yeah, like on CNC routers and stuff, it's a, that little, almost like a caterpillar track yeah, yeah, yeah. that, yeah. And, um, anyways, I ended up buying this piece off of a guy and, uh, cause he had a YouTube video about it and basically he makes an adapter for this specific drag chain size so that you can just bolt it onto the frame of the, the laser and he's got the same one I do 
and you just undo some screws put this in and then it just it's an adapter for the drag chain and he's like i've got the free file you can just download here or if you don't have a 3d printer you can buy it from me and it's five bucks and then it was like 12 bucks shipping but i was like whatever i'm just gonna buy it and um i know you shipped it out the other day but i was like man there's another and then when i was kind of delving into enclosures that people make for their lasers there's so many of them where they they'll cut they'll print custom 3d parts and like i've got the honeycomb and that needs to be raised off the ground and so people will print these these towers that basically it's got the same diameter as the leg of the laser itself and that slides into there that way it's referenced and then these these kind of jig things go out and it's the precise size of the the grid that you get the honeycomb that you get from x tool and that way it, it basically perfectly centers your tool and that way you can use the measurements on the grid that's laid out and everything and people sell these files for like three bucks and i'm like oh man if i had a laser printer i mean it might take a day to print all these parts i know laser printing isn't fast it's like laser cutting isn't fast at this level but like man i'm so this I don't know. The more you look around, the more it's like, oh, really? That that's kind of a cool little thing. It'd be kind of neat to have that, you know. Little jigs you can make for your shop. Little, you know, like cordless battery holders. There's so many things. I'm like, I should just pull the trigger and get one, you know. I think I would talk to Brian House because he's got that guy. He investigates things and he researches things, and he'll try a bunch of them. And so he ended up, I don't know what printer he's got. I have no clue. But um, I think there's eight of them now. And he's like, this is the print. He said, it's the best printer you can get. He said, no printer is like perfect. But in the early days, like five years ago, printing is pretty much like people said you'd spend about four times more time working on your printer than printing with it because they were so fussy and so, oh, persnickety, you know, everything had to be. It was just they were a pain, but now apparently they're so much easier, like self-leveling beds and all this stuff. But it'd be kind of, kind of handy to have one. Print all kinds of crap, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> it's funny. I, I drive my family nuts because I'm like, "You want me to engrave that for you? I'll, I'll engrave that for you." <laughs> Every single thing. <laughs> And then, like, my wife will have her AirPods case in the counter. I'm like, oh, whose are these? We don't know. There's no name on them. Because, <laughs> like, I put the square and compasses on the front of mine. And I had it lined up right really cool. Because I don't know, do you, you have AirPods? Yeah. Yeah, and you know the little light, little LED in the front of them? Yeah. I have that. So it's right in the center of the circle of the, of the compasses. <laughs> and it, it's kind of cool. Just lined up perfectly. And then I put my name on the back. And then, yeah. Like, my wallet, I've got the... Oh, what is it? What's the brand? Those super slim wallets, Ridge, a Ridge wallet, and mine's titanium. And so on the front, I put the square and compass. And then in the back, I put my name and my phone number. And that way I'm like, you never know. If somebody finds this, at least they can contact me and you name it, I engrave it. <laughs> so every time, hey, want me to engrave that? Want me to engrave that? Want me to engrave that? But it's fun. And then just imagine how bad it'd be if I had a 3D printer. <laughs> yeah. Then then one day you'll hit, bring, 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 bring. Hello? Is this Jeremy? Yeah. Hey, I just want to let you know I found your wallet a couple weeks ago. 
Um, yeah, you might want to go ahead and get all your stuff changed over because, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're showing zero balances now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your cards aren't spending like they used to. <laughs> yeah. Man, you need to get back to work. <sighs> yeah. You know, homie needs That's some fun. money. That's right. That's funny. I, I found somebody's wallet a couple years ago and uh, it was when I was driving back and forth between here and where we used to live and I found it in a, at a rest stop on the ground mm-hmm. and I went to go see if there was a, a security guard or a work, you know, somebody that was going to be there mm-hmm. in case this person came back. And I'm like, you know, the, I, I go inside, walk around the corner, and it, no kidding, here's the security guy, like, patting himself down. I'm like, ah, isn't this ironic? No, it was no his. Oh, wow. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, yeah. now I know why <clears throat> you're a security guard at a rest stop in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Uh, Can't even safeguard your own wallet. Yeah. Um, and then just like a true jerk, like everybody else on earth, as soon as he gets it back, he yanks it out of your hand. It starts looking through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I found a wallet when I was a kid. I don't know, maybe 10 years old. And there's a driver's license in it. And, of course, back in the day, you know, you had the phone book for your town, for your city. And so I looked up last name, first name, phoned them, and... uh like the, I told my parents, and so they told me, well, look up the phone book, give them a call, see if you can find a person. Answer the phone. I was like, hey, did you lose your wallet? He's like, yeah, I did. And so I found it, and and so I gave him my address, and he came and picked it up, and he had 50 bucks in it. And uh, he had two 20s and a 10. And I remember he <clears throat> grabbed it and opened it up, and he said, thank you so much. I appreciate it, and gave me 50 bucks. And because he had all his credit cards in there. I was like, well, I can't take this. He goes, you know what? He said, most people would just grab the money and throw the wallet, you know, or steal the cards and run them up. But he says, I got my wallet back. This is worth easy 50 bucks. I appreciate your honesty. And I was like, sweet. So ever since then, I always hunt hard for wallets. (laughs) Just so I can turn them in. Yeah. It's funny because, um, it's it's a lot harder now to say credit cards. They're well, certain sense, but I remember it used to be so easy, right? Before anything was electronic, and they put the card in that machine, and you know, like I honestly don't know if my if my children have ever seen that machine where they put the little carbon transfer yeah. receipt, put the card, roll yeah, back and forth. I mean, as long as you looked like you were over eighteen, you could use anyone's card. And I remember the first time they'd start saying, can I see your ID? And they'd want to like look at ID with cards. And um, like when I was working in the States, because, you know, my dad's name is uh, James Isaac Gertz. And then mine's Jeremy James Gertz. And so be down in like Home Depot, California, I'd be running up a big bill. And they'd look, so can I see your ID, please? And I give it to him. I was like, James Gertz. I was like, yeah, it's my middle name, James Gertz. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> It's like, it's my dad's card. But I remember even before that, like, man, if you found somebody's credit card, you could just spend, you know, you could do it. Now, I guess with tap, you can do a certain amount, but 
It's weird. I got, when we went to Montana, first time I used it at a gas station, got a message on my app from my bank, said, uh, your card is being used out of country. Uh, if you'd like us to hold or like stop all usage, let us know or confirm that it's you. That's so pretty crazy nowadays. I think it's a little more difficult to get away with a really successful credit card fraud if you found someone's wallet. No, it's really easy for like professional scammers. It's easier for them to use your information and your finances than you. Really? Because you're the one the bank is tracking, mm. not the criminals. Because hmm. I my bank just periodically asks me stuff. I'm like, I refuse to answer it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I um. Are you planning on going on a trip? You know, Your bank asks you that. Yeah. That's weird. Are you planning on moving? Um. <laughs> now. I only use one credit card now because using a debit card is very risky these days. Because a lot of banks won't. They're very hesitant and they give you problems like paying you back money that gets scammed off your debit card. Oh, really? But credit, there's still law, um, hmm. consumer protection laws in place about credit cards. So anyway, we do most of our purchases out and about on a one credit card, and then I pay it off um, once a week, once a month, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it also happens to be the credit card from the same bank we bank with, right? Hmm. So, mm -hmm. and they were like, um, we noticed you're spending as, you know, you're spending more this month than normal. Is this you? None of your business. Hmm. And every time I get a, uh, one of those surveys from my bank, I fill it out because they always give you a chance to like, Hey, if there's anything else you want us to know, let us, you know, write it here. And I just go off about the, it's my money. It's not your mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. You wait. Until I tell you there's something wrong, you know, that somebody took money from me in an illegitimate fashion, and then you give it back, and you go after them. Until then, mm -hmm. just stay out of my crap, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. That's crazy. And then you're, if you want to, well, banks are in... And now in bed with the IRS. I know they're in bed with the the Canadian version of the IRS. Oh, yeah, yep. Um, because, you know, they're financial institutions as well. You know, they mm -hmm. have to answer the IRS. And the IRS is like, you know, if you don't want a financial colonoscopy, you're going to start giving us information on your customers. Mm -hmm. And the bank's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, most crazy. people. Um, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't care. You, you better. You don't have to do mm -hmm. anything wrong for the government to steal your money. Yeah, yeah. They actually have names for that, you know, civil asset forfeiture, um, where the hmm. government can just take all your stuff, and you have to prove it wasn't the product of a crime. And by the way, there is no reason. There's no way for you to do that. Yeah. So, hmm. anyway. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Are you playing with a gun there right now? No. No, oh, okay. I thought I, started, I thought I heard a gun. No, it's a uh, a piece of kit that came with my 
uh, frameworks, uh, mics boom. Mm. If you have a hole through the top of your desk, this is the part that you would use other than the C-clamp. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. It's like a giant one-inch bolt or something. Mm. It's got two giant washers on it. Didn't know you could hear it. I apologize. Oh, no, no. I just barely. Well, for just our listeners, barely. you know, on this end of the microphone conversation, that's probably the most interesting sound you'll hear all week. <laughs> no, because um, no, I was like, I was like, I just, I just didn't know. I just I barely heard it in the background. So it wasn't loud or like obnoxious or anything. But well, I was kind of getting, there you go. <laughs> Wait, have, do you ever listen to, uh, there's a podcast that Jimmy DeRista does with that Andrew from Blacksmith Tools and, oh, shoot. They they rare they maybe do like one episode every two months or something, um, but that Andrew guy he uh, he's in Texas and he's like a, they'll be talking all of a sudden he's just like you'll just hear him racking his gun. It's hilarious. What is this podcast? I I can't find it right now. But um, yeah, or even Jimmy sometimes will be playing with a pistol or something like that. And then the guy they do it with, uh, the Fitzall podcast. That's what it is. Um, the guy they do it with, he's from, he's in Canada. And so he's always talking about how it's so weird to hear some guy just like racking his gun for fun on a podcast. Poor Canadians aren't allowed to do anything like that. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah, this is getting bad here, Todd. <clears throat> it's crazy. Mm. Yeah, soon they'll probably, who knows, who knows if <laughs> we'll even be allowed to do our podcast. If any, if, if if they ever found out that we ever said anything bad, they shut you down. They will shut you down. In Canisuela, that's where it is. But we shall see. The only good thing is that we don't have a military. I mean... For the the citizen side of things, that that's our one hope is that we do not have a much of a military to speak of in any way, shape, or form. Mind you, I guess you don't really need to... I guess that's when it gets to its absolute better end. You know what I mean? But they can just control you other ways, like take your money. Hmm. No, they just did it. Um, little by little, slowly, you know, piece by piece... Um, with information, mm-hmm. whether it was false information or not, but now they have everybody convinced that they're your best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Look, we're not after you. We're after your crazy neighbor. Yeah. Um, what you don't know is you are the crazy neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, whoever the government wants to control is the crazy neighbor. Yep. And once they have all the people with free thought, the ability to think for themselves and weapons under control, you're just sheep. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah, I always want to put a like a bumper sticker on my right in the window of my truck or something like that. It just says your government hates you or our government hates us. I'd call it your government because I do not I do not submit myself to the current government in any way shape or form but i mean i pay taxes and all that crap and it's not like i'm 
Not like I'm absolutely out to get them, but are they my government? No, they're this country's current government. But hopefully not for long. Oh, yeah, yeah. With all this mess going on, that's, you know, all these... I won't say there's a bunch of little things going on. Now, there's a bunch of big things going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been waiting to see if uh, the Queen of Canada is going to pass a law that, you know, she's in there for life. Yeah. Like, the the thing I don't get is, like, that, that can't legally happen. I mean, what's that stopped him, you know? When has that stopped him? I know. But I'm like, surely if he did that, if that's the case, then honestly, I would say, okay, you know what? I would, I will start a movement and we will resort. Say if, if he is lawless, then we too are lawless. And if they want to see what a lawless society is, boy, it's a society where only the strong survive. It's not fun. It's not pleasant. It's not relaxing, but it sure would be better than living under a, a, a tyrant who has all control and all power. <clears throat> like at that point, it's like, okay, well, it looks like we have a civil war on our hands and, and freedom is worth fighting for. Right. And at that point, and I'm not the only one, there's a lot of people that be like, you know what? I'm willing to fight this fight. And a lot of people don't think there is. It's so funny. The one thing is we do have an insane influx of immigrants, like insane. Um, like since the pandemic, like as part of the pandemic, I think like they've let in like three or four million people into Canada and it was just like a fast track, just like, okay, bring them in. And so like right now our economy is in a state right now of stagflation, which is horrible, right? Where we've got inflation and our, our GDP per capita is like actually going down. Like, the economy here is just tanked. Like, it is absolute garbage. And um, it's funny because I I think very strong statements on my mind, and I try not to say them out loud, but, like, in my mind, if you voted for Justin Trudeau, you and I will never, ever be friends. And I think I will never have even an ounce of respect for you if you ever, at any election at one point in time, ever voted for that idiot. And some people are like, ah, and, and there's a certain sense where I understand, yeah, people didn't really know how dumb he was, but that's because they were stupid or they weren't paying attention. Because I remember when he ran, and I'm like, they're not, they're not serious about this. I looked into him. I said, okay, what are his credentials? What's his experience? Oh, okay. He's a substitute drama teacher. And you really think this is a good idea? First of all, his dad really, really did a lot of damage to this country. His dad was a complete asshole. And now you're going to bring <laughs> this spoiled little baby? No, that's not a good idea. Like, let's just let's just let this phase out of his life. And then he gets voted in. I'm like, oh, my word. I guess we really are stupider than I thought. And I don't know, man. I'm just like, I don't know. It's all this stuff. Even with all this stuff with the, with the pandemic. I mean, if you believe that had anything to do with, with, uh, with keeping people safe, you're an idiot. If you think that wasn't just purely, like, if, if you don't think there's people trying this stuff out just to see what they can get away with so they can do other stuff in the future, you're an idiot. Full stop. 
And I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, people wonder, like, oh. And I'm also, the, the, the thing that kind of freaks me out is that people are stupid enough to have ever voted for Justin Trudeau. Are they probably so stupid to realize what has caused the financial situation that we're currently in? You know? Like, he wants to impose this thing. I forget what it is with this. I haven't looked into it enough. But something to do with using less electricity. And that would mean that there would be like scheduled roaming blackouts. Not that we need to do them, but we're trying to be smarter and use less electricity. <laughs> so that that's his idea. And they said that the cost of utilities in Canada could go four to eight times higher. And I tell you, if it goes eight times higher, I literally, that would literally take, I wouldn't be able to afford, I'd have to change a lot of things because as it is right now, I pay like three, four, five hundred bucks a month in utilities. Right? Like, I'm not going to pay four grand a month for utilities. Like, I, I can't afford that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just unreal how so stupid this government is and how stupid the Canadian citizens are to not wake up and notice it. It's not just Canadian citizens. It's a problem that's going to be happening everywhere with this go to electric movement. Go to electric, go to electric. Well, what do you think they're going to tax when there's not enough gasoline tax, you yeah. know, enough fuel tax to keep um, paying gonna... poor people to stay poor mm. or whatever, right? When there's yeah. not enough tax revenue coming in, well, they're going to tax your kilowatt hour, which exactly. there's already a movement to do that. Really? Um, oh, yeah. But, and they mm. don't want people, they want to make it illegal in some places it's already a movement to make it illegal to move off the grid because then they don't know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. We want you to be on public uh, electricity, public sewer, public water, so we can control what you do, how you do it, and when you do it. Mm-hmm. 100%. And what? that's just not Todd theorizing. I just watched uh, mm-hmm. yesterday morning a video from uh, – a state legislature meeting where people voted, you know, politicians were floating these ideas. Hmm. What are you, That's crazy. Crazy people. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, one of the, it'll never happen, but without some horrible, thing involved is we need to cut the the government by a minimum of 50% at every level. We need to Mm -hmm. put the personal responsibility back on the person Mm -hmm. and their, uh, and the sphere of influence around them. So friends and family, family more so, but, um, so you're responsible for you and whoever lives under your roof in a mm-hmm. way, right? Yep, yep. Um, that's where the influence should come. What are you mm-hmm. doing trying to join a gang? Dummy? And then you get your butt beat out in the woodshed. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but it... it uh, I was 
one of the reasons I was watching that video is because it it kind of ends with uh, a member of their uh, an elected member being arrested because they insulted another elected member, and it wasn't like a personal insult. It was. Hmm. It had no, the what they're saying was an insult. Was like you don't know what you're doing with taxes. You know you need to reduce the government. Oh my God, you can't say that. Arrest them. Hmm. Literally, they got arrested. He spent oh, wow. a little bit more than 24 hours in jail, and then they were let out, and the charges were dropped. Well, now there's a federal lawsuit that's going to go up to the Supreme Court over this, but because they, the person that was writing the story was like, started looking into this, and there are literally towns and cities and counties out there that have laws that say you as a citizen cannot insult or say anything bad or negative about your local government. Like you couldn't tell the mayor he's an idiot. Really? That's a crime. That's crazy. So, well, no, that one, you know, the primary function of the first amendment is to protect your ability to criticize your government. Mm Mm-hmm. So why are we arresting people? That's crazy, hey? I mean, we know why we're doing it, but. Hmm. Yeah, it makes you wonder what the world's going to come to, hey? Cause I got, you know, I, I've never minded healthy political debate. Healthy political debate. Mm-hmm. But now, as I get older, I think there should be a, uh, an IQ test beforehand. Yeah. Make sure your IQ is at least higher than your shoe size or something. I don't know. They See, they should do that for voting too because we would have never had Trudy in, in power. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Well, we would probably never have had Biden or Biden. Trudeau if they would make sure that only people with the constitutional right to vote were actually voting. Yeah, that's true. But whatever. Yeah. Yep. And even you know, this last election, know, people can I'm, say whatever they want. That's that crap's been going on for, for since forever. Um, yeah. You know, the state that put John F. Kennedy over the top and got him elected was or was a state. I'll just say it was a state. But in that state, if you just look at those votes. The overwhelming majority of the votes that put him over were from dead people. So, Really? Yeah. That's crazy. And it's been proven, and no one cares. Hmm. You know. That's nuts. <clears throat> and it's probably yeah. the only example in history where the right guy was elected illegally. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's how Trudeau got in with the last election he did. I'm sure that's how it was. There's no way. Like his his popularity pull. I, you know what? He, if he pulls another one, chances are it's going to look, oh, yeah, it looks like he just got the vote. When really his popularity is at an all-time low. Isn't that crazy? I saw yeah. that. that um, it was a, it's a Canadian media corporation, but they had to move. Hmm. They're actually out oh, of uh, yeah. some place, one of those weird uh, northern states in the United States now. 
But that's just where they had to move their headquarters because mm. the government uh, was going to shut them down otherwise. Yeah. Because they're vehemently anti-Trudeau um, simply because they're anti-corruption. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, yeah, um, we just saw you know, a government poll that said um, his popularity is at an all-time low. But allegedly, the same poll shows, but more people would vote for him now because they yeah. don't trust the other side. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I know, right? <clears throat> it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I get that in a way, but not for the majority because there are a lot of liberals that just did not want to vote for Biden, but they didn't see another alternative because they just hated Trump that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the same way, you know, if I don't vote for Trump, Biden's obviously going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the boat I was in because, you know, I'm not, I'm not pro-Trump, but I'm not, I'm, I'm, 150 million percent anti-Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what bugs me is that, so there's this one guy following Instagram, he's a knife maker, very talented knife maker, and um, I feel like I've talked to him on the phone before, I've had him on my podcast, and I remember when the election came around, and him and his wife took pictures, I'm voting for change, and they're so proud of themselves, right? So they voted for Biden, and and then it's like not a couple of years later, he's just going on and just complaining so much about the Biden administration. I'm like, dude, you voted for the guy. You you voted for change. You got your change. Shut up. Like people are so stupid. And even even it reminds me of the guy had in-laws who are from here. I mean, they're they're more liberal thinking than I am. But like she's a teacher at a Catholic school and blah, 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 blah. And they uh, they voted for Trudeau. And I'm like, why? I mean, don't, don't, you have a right to do whatever you want. And I'm not looking to make things awkward. And she's just like, I just kind of hope he really does good things. And I'm like, wow. So you literally, you, you made a decision that has an impact on an entire country saying, I just kind of really hope he does good things, knowing that he was a, a substitute drama teacher. And those are the people. And then the next election, she's like, oh, we got to get him out of here. He's a, it's like, what the hell were you thinking? Like, well, you're a moron. You know same how thing. a lot of people say, well, you know, there's two sides to every story, blah, blah, blah. I'll show you why there isn't in this case, right, for Biden voters. He went out and campaigned. He said exactly what he was going to do, what his plans were going to be. The Democratic Party said what their plans were going to be. And they haven't varied from that. They're mm-hmm. doing what they said they were going to do, and you voted for him anyway. Mm-hmm. Now... On the other hand, there were a lot of people, particularly in the second Obama administration, that were so mad at Obama because they voted for you. You said you were going to do this. And he just was never, he had never had any intention of going that far left, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because that's not what's good for America. Would he want to? Yes. That's why he did Obamacare. But he's like, you know, overall, the government, the, the country is so split down the middle right now, like it's never, ever been before. That's not the best thing for the country. Mm-hmm. Right. And on top of that, he is more concerned with his legacy than making other people happy. Yeah. All right. 
So I can see where people could be upset with Obama because he didn't do what he promised. Biden is doing exactly. In fact, if you could say anything about Biden, he's going above and beyond <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the tax and spend promises that he made. I know. Um, it, that dude gets an Olympic gold medal. If, in fact, they're, they're going to have to mint an Olympic platinum medal for this dude on tax yeah. and spend. Good God. Now he wants to th- come back from his trip to Israel and beg billions of more dollars for Israel and that other place. Yeah. And should we give money to Israel? Probably. Yes. But not for the reasons most people think. <clears throat> should we still be giving any money to um the 2023 fatherland? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. You know, unless you can promise me that along with fighting the Russians out of your country, you're going to stamp out Nazism. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you don't need my money. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. You know, I, and I'm also like, it's such a fine line because, okay, at what point do you help other nations? And at, at what point is it's like, you know what? Taxpaying dollars. The thing is, me as a taxpayer, I don't, the whole idea is, okay, the government's going to take my money and they're going to put it to work for me. And in my opinions, that's kind of like, okay, let's, this is some infrastructure, uh, physical infrastructure and then social infrastructure yeah police officers great good yes let's have people keeping the peace and yeah a court system yes that's kind of necessary too and okay good that's my tax dollars and that's good it serves the people who pay the taxes and i don't we've gotten so stupid now that some government says we're gonna give all we're gonna give like all this money to these people wait 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 wait, wait, wait. my taxes are supposed to be for me Right, and then and then it just gets to the point where it's like we're just printing money now. <laughs> Sorry, guys, the Canadian dollar's worth nothing because well, we didn't want to take all the money out of your pockets, so we just did it slowly. We just printed a whole bunch of money, and now the money in your pockets is worth nothing, and so we basically just taken all the money from your pockets. But we had to send it over to Ukraine. We had to send it over to Israel. It's like where on earth, like from a basic basic system. If you ask any logical human being, most of them would be like, I think it's good to give it away. And if you explain it to him like that, say, okay, your taxes, the reason you pay taxes to your government is that there are certain things that we need as a society. And the more people we have, okay, now we need more roads to connect these people. Get it. Cool. Now we need more of this. That's what your tax dollars are supposed to go to. Our political system, you know, a small amount of it, not not nearly as much as it does, but Yes, you know what, we need a representative because there's so many different ideas and we won't all come to the same conclusion. So let's see if we can come to a couple of conclusions and then we'll all vote for which one we want to play out. I get that. But but my, my, my mind is that every penny that I pay in taxes should go to serve me. You know what I mean? Like, why, why, am, why is my tax dollars going to... to and I'm not saying that that we shouldn't help people out. That's not what I'm saying in any way, shape or form, but that is on personal individual level. And I, you know what, if, if the government, if you look at, if it was utopia and the government said, we're only going to take what we absolutely need, we're going to be efficient. You know, literally people would be pay about one to 2% income tax, maybe five, 
maybe five. And you know what? People would have all this extra money and then it would be like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, you know what? There's a whole bunch of people. There's a real situation there with uh, people in Ukraine. You know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to send over $10,000 to this uh, charity that I know is doing good work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give $10,000 contribution to the Red Cross because I have that extra money in my pockets. Because I literally have hundreds of thousands of dollars in my pockets because I didn't pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it should be. And it could be that way. You know, my parents were looking to move to, is it Uruguay? Is it a good one? Or Paraguay? One's good, one's terrible. One's really socialist, one's very free. Uh, but there they have, it's, I think it's a flat rate 7% income tax. Every single citizen, it doesn't matter how much you make. There are no tax brackets. It's 7% tax. I'm like, sweet. Like my dad's in a tax bracket where I think he's paying like 52% income tax. Like that is disgusting. That is disgusting. Over half of what you make is stolen from you from an evil government and given to serve people that aren't you against your own wishes or desires, or it might even be given to some people you completely disagree with. You know, in Canada, taxpaying dollars go to fund abortion. What if I believe abortion is a sin? What if I believe that from the moment of conception, God has created that human being, and that is a human being. At the, at the moment, it becomes one single. The two cells join and become one. What if my personal belief is that as a human being, and anything from that point on is murder. And that's, I'm allowed to have that conviction. It's a very unpopular one. Most people don't agree with it. But if that were mine, then how on earth would they ever justify that, you know what, the money that you're, gonna, you're paying in taxes, we're going we're gonna to kill babies with that. Like, oh, man. Sorry, I shouldn't have gone down this road because I'm really getting riled up. <laughs> I'm going to start swearing soon. Well, I mean, the, the way to do it, it, it's impossible. But the way to do it would be, like, you know, like a wise old king that threatens to cut a baby in half um, mm -hmm. to try to figure out who the real mother is. Uh, oh, you don't want, um, you want taxpayer money to go towards abortion, huh? Okay, fine. But your tax money goes toward buying uh, self-defense classes and guns for people that can't afford to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. oh, 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 no. Shut up. Yeah. Dummy. You know. Yeah. You want other people to, um, you know pay for things that they don't believe in legitimately. Um, so are you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, um, totally. Just like the people who think that um, we should be taxed to death to give lazy people uh, money to stay lazy, you know, we're going to have you involuntarily adopt five homeless adults. They're moving mm -hmm. in in about two hours. Um, yeah. You might want to get, get the dirty dishes out of your sink. Yeah. You get know. some clean sheets put on the couch for them. So, oh, no, <laughs> they get your bed. Sleeping. 
<laughs> you can't have a homeless person, a new adoptee, and on the couch. What are you, an animal? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Hey, if you're not going to build on a, uh, you know, uh, up to code luxury addition to your house for these people, they get your bedroom. Yeah, yep. No um, kidding. You know, if we no. don't spend less money on lazy people. We don't find a way. And I understand this is very difficult. We got rid of it because it was too expensive and it was uh, so easy for people to um, use for nefarious reasons. But if we don't have a mental health system in this country that starts working, doing the right thing by people, um, this is, I mean, we're already so broke. Um a thousand generations can't pay it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the people that live in this country can't make enough money if they gave 100% of their income to taxes to pay off our national debt. So, mm-hmm. uh, y'all, you know, it's too late to wake up now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, it's, it's crazy. And uh, it's when we had these hurricanes that wiped out entire states, you know, like Hurricane Andrew and Hurricane Katrina and all that. Did Ukraine give us money? Did, you know, who gave us money? Yeah. No, yeah, I know. I know, right? When the hurricanes wipe out Florida, Canada gives us a bunch of money because there's a bunch of Canadians that live down there. But yeah, uh, it's a joke, people. It's true, but it's a joke. I love Canada mostly. No, I hate Canada. Mostly. I did not. I, you now, know what? Here's why I say that. And you have to connect some dots, but I just got through watching uh, a reality show that was up in Western Canada. Holy crap. They insulted every nationality. Every walk of life, the indigenous people, the white people, the Indians, the A, oh my God. They, no one was off the table for insults. I loved it. It's the way life should be. (laughs) You could laugh at me. I can laugh at you. We can get along. Then we go have a beer. What show was that? Um, The Liquidator. Hmm. Oh, yes, yes. I think I've seen that once. Because it's in, it's in OBC or something, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no. <clears throat> you know, I was listening to the Workfort uh, podcast. Uh, it is not far from, oh, God, what is that island? Um, Vancouver Island? Vancouver Island. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen that show before. It's Response. hilarious. I mean, he makes he makes fun of everybody. Huh. I'm Obviously. gay people, straight people, all national. It is just hilarious. Hmm. Equal opportunity offender. I mean, and it you can tell it's done in good humor. Hmm. Um. And in one in one episode, the producer, you know that in these segments where they're being interviewed, but you can only hear the TV stars' responses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you hear the producer go, I can't believe you just said that. And the star, Jeff, he's like, well, of course not. You're, of course you're going to say that. You don't film what you say when we're not filming. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the way people are. Mm-hmm. We don't say these things because we're hateful, you know. Yeah, yeah. Humor is the glue that holds people together, just like commerce is the glue that holds people together. Mm-hmm. Right? How do you break the ice? It's not, oh, and how are you today, non-binary person? It's, <laughs> you know. What's up, idiot? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jew? How are you going to try to, you know, cheat me today? Yeah. Um, but anyway. That's funny. And I mean, I swear to God, in one episode, I swear I heard him say to this Jewish person that just said, oh, my God, um, you're, you're trying to out-Jew a Jew. You're trying to, <laughs> you know, wipe me out. He goes, of course I'm trying to wipe you out. I'm German. Yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he said what? Yeah. Uh, and it's hilarious. not like this stuff was filmed in the 90s. You know, this was like yeah. 2017. That's hilarious. Uh. Hmm. And then he's like, you know, the best negotiating people on earth are Indians. Especially if you go to India. Not the best smelling, but oh my God, will they rip you off. I'm like... <laughs> How do you even get away with now, that? Nothing he said is untrue, technically. Yep. Nothing. Mm-hmm. But still. That's funny. How are we saying this? No kidding. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I was listening to work for a podcast, and they just recently brought on Nick Tobin of Pickle Cutter Knives and... He's out on the East Coast, right? And and generally, there's this... It, it, it's how it is. It's kind of like the difference between Texas and California. You know, the people in California are going to be a lot more liberal. People in Texas can be a lot more conservative. Uh, it's, it's, it's like that with an Alberta. Like Alberta, very conservative. Most East Coast people, quite liberal. And, you know, if it weren't for the Eastern part of this country, there's no way people like Trudeau would ever be in power because they are the ones that vote for him. Like, full stop. Um it's just a fact, but it's funny. They're like, like Brian House was saying, "Oh, you know, I love Canada. It's my second favorite country." And then uh, Nick's like, "Well, you might want to reconsider." He goes, "It's not my favorite country, and this is where I'm from, you know." <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow!" So people on the East Coast, and he's and he's like a, a a rabid pot smoker. Like he smokes pot all. In fact, like I used to follow him on Instagram, but I had to unfollow him because, like, a quarter of his posts were him like grinding up weed or something <laughs> no literally he's just in there oh how are you doing guy? and he talks like an old mountain man i like the guy i do i like his his knives i like his attitude he works hard but smokes a boatload of pot and i'm not a fan of that like I, legalized marijuana in my mind is just a stupid thing i don't believe marijuana is whatever medicinal maybe but anyways I, and and at the same time do i care enough to actually like go out there and and express my opinions on it or lobby against it or anything. No, I don't. I'm like, whatever. Legalized pot. Who? I don't give a crap. You know what? Alcohol is legal, <laughs> you know? So that's a mind altering substance. So whatever. Um, but like a quarter of his 
a quarter of his stories, what he's doing, maybe not a quarter, maybe like a tenth of them or an eighth of them. It's like him doing something, rolling a joint or grinding up. I'm like, you know what? I hate seeing this on this feed. So I had to unfollow him. I kind of felt bad, but I'm also like, if, if this is what your social media is, great. I hope your audience enjoys it. I really can't stand it. I, I hate seeing somebody doing marijuana all the time. I just, I, that is not what I want to ever, I would never choose to spend my time to learn about it, to see someone do it. No. And so if this is coming up, I'm just going to take, take steps to say, no, I'm going to, you know, I control my life. I, I, I try to manage what comes across my feet. Obviously it's impossible, but I, I do have a choice in this one. So, but I thought, man, if some pot smoking Easterner thinks Canada's piece of garbage right now it must must really be bad <laughs> but. oh yeah i gotta go pick up my dad's truck this morning should probably get cruising soon so my dad has a tundra toyota tundra um what was that ranch edition 1764 something like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's, you got that it's a, it's a nice truck that's what but man, it, when danette was looking at Get buying a tundra for herself. That's the one she was gonna get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're nice. And then, but you know, what's funny is that my dad's had to take it in for some major body repairs to the tailgate twice since he's owned it. I think he's had it for like a, two years, maybe. Um, first years, he's they always used to fill up the hot tub here with water from Strathmore. They 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 had this huge water tank, like it barely fit in the back of the truck, and it was like you know the big round ones, like. And he put that in there and he'd fill it up and then he was backing up and it slid <laughs> and just, just put the, the tailgate, made it into a taco. And so I had to get that fixed. And then I don't know what happened, but the other day he just backed into a tree. And so kind of crinkled the bumper on the left side. And anyways, it's been at, I dropped it off. They left on their trip. I don't know. And a couple of weeks ago and then. It's been at this body shop for like 10 days and it's finally ready. So my dad called yesterday and asked if I'd go pick it up. So I'm going to do that this morning. That truck is fast. Like my dad did some things to it. Not a lot, but he put a full aftermarket exhaust on it and different wheels. And I don't know if he did. He, I think he did something with a chip because he uh, he's he's not, I've never known he's done this, but like we bought the Buick off of them. And I was snooping around under the hood and I found a chip in it. And I've always thought that Buick was exceptionally fast. Like, like little, like, I don't know, not super hopped up BMWs, but little Beamers and stuff like that. And little, even little Mercedes cars, I'll race them and I just eat them alive. And so there's been some stuff done to our thing. Like it is way faster than, than stock. I'm sure of it because there's not a lot of vehicles that beat me when we race, <laughs> but, and I do, I, every time I go out, I'm going to race somebody. I mean, it's just how it is, you know? Dad's when you drive, gangster. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just fun, you know. Like I, I, we've got these sections in the northeast where the speed limit's eighty kilometers an hour, but it's four lanes wide, and it's it's paved like the number one, right? So why would I do eighty? This is stupid. So I do one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty, and then obviously that will catch people's attention, and it's funny because you'll be there'll be a bunch of cars driving in the left hand lane, supposed to be the fast lane doing like 85 90 they think they're faster than everybody else and then i'll pass them like right beside them doing about 110 120 and all of a sudden boom <laughs> they find their foot and next thing you know they're they're keeping up with me 
And it's like, no, dude, seriously, come on, leave me alone. And then, of course, I go, uh, and then when we come up to the next set of lights, you know, it's a, you know, it's a drag race from there. We look over at each other and it's not really friendly. It's not really hostile, but it's kind of like I'm trying to say with my mind, it's like, you're an idiot. I was going faster than you and I offended your manhood. So let's let's go. And then, boom, man, I don't lose many of those. But I was, I was racing this one guy. He did the same thing. He, we were going to church on Saturday night. And this guy, we're going, I'm doing about 110. And I get about two car lengths in front of him. And then all of a sudden, I heard his truck. He's in a Chevy pickup. And I just heard, and I'm like, he just starts goosing it. I'm like, you idiot. I said, not today, Satan. So I punched it. <laughs> and I took him over. And I did about 150. And like it was full on and then the one thing is i'm a pretty good little weaver you know a lot of people don't have the gonads to to cut right into traffic and they don't have the spatial awareness of their vehicle i mean if you give me an inch i'll put my car right there just boom and so i was weaving like crazy and i ended up getting like a i don't know i was at least one set of lights ahead of him and i parked them walking back and then sure enough he come into the church parking lot he parked he was going to church too <laughs> And I was, I had it in my mind. I was like, I should just finger this guy and let him know what I really think. So I'm glad I didn't do that. That would have been bad news. Can you imagine fingering a guy and then <laughs> both walking to church together? <laughs> oh, But I was kind of ticked off at him. I, I was like, listen, you're driving slow in the fast lane. I go to pass you and then all of a sudden you have a hissy fit. Like what you did is not normal. I see what you did. You can't hide it. You're being a jerk, like full on jerk. And I was trying to get in front of him so that I could have the light, right? I could have the, the straight off of the light. But no, no, no. Can't, well, can't let some guy pass me. Oh, just dumb. I think we have the yeah, dumbest drivers. Yeah, some people just want to be the hall monitor, even when they're an adult. And you're like, just yeah. shut up. You're not, I know. You're not the law. Um, move over. Be a polite member of society. Yeah. Just let That's people by. You know? I know. A dipshit. You know, hey, and if you're right and they're going to kill themselves, you could pass them point and laugh later. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I don't get. It's like, it's like sometimes I'll be like, you know, what? I'm just going to chill out and drive nice and slow. And I'll have people screaming past me. Doesn't bother me. But why don't I don't understand is like if you're on the freeway somewhere, like we're driving to Strathmore, you know, there's you could go like a minute or two without being close to any vehicle or maybe longer. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you see a vehicle in the distance. A few minutes later, you're right behind them, just about to pass them. And then you're beside them. So, okay, cool. This should, should only take a couple moments. And then you look over 30 seconds later, and they're still right beside you. And then you give a little more gas, and then they're right beside you. It's like, listen up, moron. Five minutes ago, you couldn't see my car in the rearview mirror. I'm beside you now. Clearly, I'm driving faster than you. Quit being a jerk. I'm going to pass you. And in five more minutes, you won't see me out of your front windshield. Like, this is how the... I don't get people that have a hard time with that. Like, it's fully stupid. I had this one old guy. Exact same situation. Pull out. I had my cruise control on. And so I signaled. Pull out. Didn't even have... It's two-lane highway. Go to pass. Go to pass. And all of a sudden, he starts going faster, faster. I thought, cool. If you want to go fast now, that's great. So I pull him behind him. He slows down. Yep. I pull up beside him. And then I went... And I just stomped on it, pulled right in front of him, like anxious. He had to lay on his brakes. And then I just let my foot off the gas and let my cruise control kick in again. And then he's, and he starts honking at me. And I just wait politely. I said, sorry, dude, if you're going to be an idiot, you can do it behind me. 
I just don't get it. I wish he could be violent, you know, with cars. Like, just rub them out. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh, like... Yeah. <clears throat> I've, not, I've, I've put two cars in the ditch before, but they that's because they were being absolute jerks. And that was in my younger, younger days. Like, I think I was 17, 18 years old. And they're just rice rockets, so it doesn't really matter. But Yeah. I, uh, I had somebody follow me. And I, it was obviously they were following me, and I had just passed them. And I didn't do anything crazy, like cut right back in front of them. They were just mad because I passed them. Hmm. And they followed me, followed me, followed me. And I just pulled into a gas station. And they're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. just they're going to kick my you-know-what, and they're going to do this, and they're going to do that. Go ahead. <laughs> they're like, huh? Like, you're sitting here, you're crazy. The store has surveillance i'm pretty sure that whatever you believe in your mind may or may not have happened on the highway there's no proof of it Mm -hmm. um so when the police get here we can get their surveillance i'll have a mark on me because i'm gonna let you hit me and then you'll be in jail not on the road clogging up the highway with your retardedness yeah and he goes you know, called my mom a couple names and got in her car and left. I'm like, dummy. Yeah. But I'm so glad I did not have to take a punch from that meathead. Oh, he was huge. Oh, well. But, you know, I would have done it. Hmm. Yeah, I had one, I had one guy follow me once and uh, it's the same thing. He was being an idiot. I passed him and came past me and I blah, 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 blah. And, and I it's a pull over and Steph was with me and the kids and I, Get out of my van, close the door. He gets out. I said, listen, what's your problem? He goes, what's your problem? I said, you and I both came from Calgary coming into Strathmore. At some point, you left the city and I wasn't anywhere near you. About halfway, I was beside you. So was I driving faster than you or not? He goes, what are you talking about? I said, I was coming up on you. I saw your vehicle in the distance and I was gaining on you and I go to pass and now all of a sudden you have a hard time with me passing you. I said, what's your problem? He goes, oh, I just don't like assholes like you driving that fast. I'm like, well, you're not slowing me down. Instead, you sped up to keep up with me, and then we were playing this stupid get monkey mouse game. I said, and you were yelling in the window that you want to fight, so that's why we're here. He goes, you're not serious. I'm like, yeah, I want to fight you. You told me, pull over. And so I pulled over. Let's go. I said, just so you know, if you want, we can be half intelligent, and we'll call an ambulance now. I said, just call the ambulance. Say, hey, listen, we're about to get into the fisticuffs. Let's get some things here. At least somebody's going to have black eye and stitches. Hopefully it's not worse than that. But I said, I'm willing to take that chance. Let's go. He goes, you're insane, man. I said, well, come on. And he goes, I wasn't being serious. I said, well, why would you say pull over? Let's fight if you don't actually want to pull over and fight. I said, are you a coward? He goes, you're insane, man. You're sick in the head. I'm calling the police. I said, ask for Mark. He's my next door neighbor. I said, go ahead. I said, here's the deal. I suggest next time, if you don't really truly want to get into a fight, don't ask somebody to get into a fight. He goes, yeah, but you got your wife and kids there. Well, I thought you were just, I didn't think you'd actually fight. I said, well, I'm sick and tired of putting up with idiots like you. I said, Let, you can fight. I said, okay, you know what? You're walking away from this, a coward. I said, you are a coward. You are a loser. And I said, if I ever see you on the road again, I'm not giving you the choice. You and I are into it. It might be in our cars or it might be out of our cars, but you give me one hard time ever again, you're going to regret it. Or I will. I don't, I'm taking that chance. Maybe you've got something up your sleeve that I don't know about. But I said, I'm sick and tired of putting up with idiots like you, and I'm done. And then he drove away. 
Why do you think I stopped? My wife and kids are in the car. I can kill two birds with one stone. I can beat you up, and they get a free show. I don't have to take them That's to the right. movies. That's Come on. Right. Yep. So, yeah. you want to see something cool? I sent you a picture. That is stamped and colored concrete. Oh, yeah. That is cool. I've seen that. I actually did. I took a course on how to do that, and then I never did it. But I've never seen it done that well before. I've never seen because I've seen a guy people do patterns and stuff in concrete and like geometric shapes and stuff like that. But that is something else. That looks oh, like yeah, with the the molding technology they have now to make the molds. Yeah, you can do anything you want. That's I have seen like um, artwork that looks like etchings stamped yeah. into concrete. Yeah, and the I mean. When the only stamped concrete you had back when I was doing it looked like bricks, you know? Yeah, yeah. For those uh, listening, it's a a big patio, and it looks like it's a slabbed piece of wood from a massive tree. Yep. Grain, and then, like, looks like the the cracking in it, you know. Oh, man, that is really cool. The Where edges did you see this? being bark just yeah. are killing me, but that thing is awesome. Where, where did you see this? It was on... Some social media. Huh. That's cool. I'm going to show this to Steph. You know, I messed up and I watched a concrete video on YouTube. And oh, now yeah. the next day, Facebook and Instagram were nothing but concrete. I mean, really? Yeah, they think you're you're Italian now. <laughs> Guido. <laughs> Guido. <laughs> yep. Terrazzo. What's that? Terrazzo. <laughs> Terrazzo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, I should probably cruise because I gotta go get this truck and then get to work and blah 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 blah. All the stuff. We got our uh, first de- first uh, snow in the forecast. We had such a nice day yesterday. Like it was, it's like got up to twenty four Celsius, which is like I don't know eighty maybe I don't know, but uh, seasonably like unseasonably warm like this has just been one of the nicest falls we've ever had but now we've got like five to ten centimeters of snow on tuesday i think so i gotta get all the snow tires put onto the cars this weekend get a trout that car lift now now they have the keys for the t-bird that parks on it but any uh plans for you this weekend before we go uh if i can work things out i need to go to a meeting tonight Lodge? Yeah. Right on. It's a, we had to get dispensation to change stated meeting for one month. Mm. Anyway. But there's a vote going on for bylaw changes. Hmm. That's cool. Oh, I got to prove up uh, next Thursday. Do you guys, do you guys do a prove up? Like once you're a master mason? We can. It's not mandatory. Yeah. Ours isn't mandatory either. They were. Everybody in order says, to you get know. your certificate and then to move on to get any kind of uh, proficiency card or training, to be a trainer, yes, you have to. Yeah. And, and I you think have to if do you it wanna... just to, you want to stay Blue Lodge and all that? No. But... Yeah. 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 No, it's funny because I, after I was a Master Mason, I think the next. 
because we take two weeks, we go dark for two months. And then the next meeting back, they wanted to know we were doing a first degree and they asked if I would do the secrets, a secrets lecture. And I'm like, yeah, sure. But for some reason, I thought that they wanted me to prove up. And so I spent all this time and I, I'm, you know, I memorized all the, que- the third questions, the obligation, all this stuff. And, and then it was about a week before and I was talking to our, the master of our lodge and he's like, so you're ready with the secrets? I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, I got all that in my obligation. He goes, what do you mean? I said, all my prove up stuff. He goes, well, you're not proving up. They said, we don't have any prove up scheduled for a while. So we usually like to get a couple guys, three, four five guys to do it once. And I was like, really? And he's like, so you haven't been doing the secrets? I'm like, no. <laughs> and so I had all this stuff done that I didn't need to do, but I was going over it yesterday and it's still, uh, I still got it there. I just got to do a little bit of work and then I'll do that on Thursday and then it'll be good. But I mean, I never got my certificate. Um, but I think, yeah, if I wanted to move into any other lodges, any other degrees in masonry, you have to prove up, but. So that's what I'm doing on Thursday. I'm pretty excited about it. Get it done and then go from there. You know, I was, I was doing a little research on Freemasonry, trying to dig what's out there. Man, it is crazy how much of the initiation ceremony is online. Like, and and some of this, it's, there's some things that aren't, out there right obviously different handshakes and stuff like that but man i can't believe how, how much of that information is true and accurate i mean a lot of it's totally fake there's some parts of like there's this one thing i found and they say this is the entire initiation ritual and that a lot of it is true but a lot of it is not i'm like no no not quite like that they'll be like this close but then there's one detail that's actually quite important is like off it's like nope that actually doesn't happen sorry <laughs> you know but I was actually surprised in the last couple of weeks I've been looking into it. I'm like, I did not know there was this much out there. There's even before I became a Mason, I, I tried to find it and I couldn't. And I'm like, huh? And then obviously if I did find it, it's hearsay until you've actually gone through it and you actually know what really happens, you know? Yeah. But that's the goat blood. They had it, you know, they said we drink out of a silver cup and it's a gold. I just cup, thought so. it would be warmer, but it wasn't. Yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't saltier bad, than I thought. Yeah. yeah, but they almost had it right. Right on. Well, I should get cruising, I guess. But um, you guys have a good weekend there, Todd. You too. And thanks to our listeners for listening. Hopefully, uh, you you've been offended. Probably isn't anybody listening at this point, so I think we're fine. Well, I'll I catch you all next week. Uh, there are two. I know there's at least two people in Oklahoma that are asleep while they were listening. So technically, we can call them listeners. That's true. Just hope they're not driving while they're listening. (laughs) Well, at least one of them owes me money, so. Oh, there you go. Take from that what you will. Yep. (laughs) Right on. We'll catch y'all guys next week. Talk to you later. See y'all later.